Welcome to episode 39 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? I am doing good. I feel like I'm kind of on a high from the weekend. <laughs> I hear you. I feel like I'm on a high and I'm, I feel like I've just got so much stuff to do to get, to get caught back up. Because I was gone on vacation the week before and yeah, raced home yeah, no and, doubt. and then prepped for ORD and... So now I'm trying to get my my feet back under me. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that that you were on vacation the week before. That definitely would have added a little bit of a curveball. And for everybody who's listening and doesn't know yet what we're talking about, this past weekend was the Ohio Range Day 2019. That event that I'm sure you are seeing a ton of content on social media about. So, I hope yeah, so. You had a well, dude. I've been blown away, honestly. So at the event. I'll just kind of precursor this. I didn't see as much, at least I didn't notice as many people kind of shooting videos and stuff with their phones, but probably because I wasn't seeing everybody at the same time. But the amount of content that's rolling out is pretty insane. Yeah. And we haven't really even seen anything from the content creators, you know, like, right. We haven't seen anything from digital alchemy and we haven't seen anything from, from you. And, you know, we've seen a couple photos come out from some of the, uh, well, you brought your buddy Ridge, who's a phenomenal photographer, and we've been seeing some stuff come come from him and yeah, and that. But uh, yeah, from from the people that were actually, you know, the professionals there to get content, we haven't really seen anything from them from them yet. So I'm excited just for the next, especially next few. I think the next few weeks we're going to be seeing a lot of stuff. Probably. Yeah. So why don't you give a rundown for everybody listening, kind of what the ORD event was all about and i figured that this would be the topic for today's podcast just because it's so fresh in our mind and you know obviously i I think it's worth talking about it from a business standpoint because this whole event and what we did at this event circles around the network of the firearms industry absolutely so uh the ohio range day came out of an event that rick with achilles tactics put together this spring which he called, well, yeah, it, it ended up being called the Ohio Range Day because we're in Ohio and we just had a range day where we just had a bunch of guys come out. I think he invited, there's there's maybe 25 or so um, guys, all all from Instagram, really. And even for that, just kind of one day get together, hang out, we just ordered pizza and um, uh, that day, like we guys come from, a few guys from Chicago. I want to say we had, I think we had some guys come from even further than that. And we just had so much fun that day. And it was, you know, we had 25 individual guys show up and everybody left with 25 best friends. It's, it's kind of what the, it's kind of what the day felt like. And so, um, you know, all of us that were there were like, man, that was so much fun. When are we doing the next one? Well, Rick starts telling me, he says that he's, he started getting hit up by some different companies saying, Hey, if you do another range day like that, let us know. And we'd like to sponsor it. Uh, you know, we'd like to get involved. So it really snowballed from just this get together on the range, ordering pizza to this year was an all day. Like even in tonight, I think we wrapped up at like 10, 15, um, I think there were, I'm not sure exact number of sponsors, maybe 20 or so 
total sponsors there. Um, and uh, they took a hundred applicants and chose 50 people to come and participate. So uh, I know Rick was, he was mindful to pick people. I, I, I think there are a few things that he was looking for. One was just, you know, competency. You know, we had a limited amount of time, so we didn't have time to have brand new shooters out there. We didn't have time to have people who didn't know what they were doing out there. You know, you know this needed to be something that we could put people up on the line and have them start start going, start shooting. And I and he was also looking for people who are active on social media uh, and that are active in this community. And you know, it's really that's kind of how it began. That's that's kind of the, the, the core of the event was just to keep growing this community, keep getting people together in this community because it really is just an awesome group of people. Uh, I, I was continually amazed all day long at the people that were rolling through our Neomag Bay and every single person was just awesome. I mean, it, you know, besides skill set wise, which I think, Everybody, there's maybe one or two guys that came through that was like, uh, they, I could tell that they're a little green, but for the most part, like everybody that rolled through was, was a good shooter, but even more so, everybody was just there to have a good time and there to, to meet people and to network. And um, so it just, it was, an, it was an awesome, awesome day. I know me and Rick were a little nervous just since this is kind of the the first big one we just really wanted everything to roll smoothly we, we wanted people to walk away from this wanting more and not walking away from it oh that was a good you know yeah that was good but i don't i don't see wanting to come back and so far everybody that i've talked to is is already asking about next year so yeah and every time you do any kind of an event like this normally the first year is kind of hectic and things don't flow very smooth i've done a lot of first time events that we've been invited to and it always seems like the first time kind of face plants but i didn't notice that with the ohio range day it seemed like everything flowed pretty good and it's probably a lot of that can be attributed to the fact that the shooters themselves were vetted really well i think if that would not have occurred we probably would have spent a lot of time up on the flat range, it would have taken much longer than, than Rick had wanted. Um, everything, even from your booth, you know, running, running your product and the course of fire that we had set up would have taken way longer than what it did. Right. Well, and you know, so with our bay, I was really banking on everybody that was coming through knowing what they're doing because, um, we gave people a little bit of time. We put a Neomag in their pocket. We gave them five minutes or so, uh, you know, five, 10 minutes to just do some reloads, you know, you know, kind of get used to the Neomag and using it. And then we went right into head to head competition. Like we had we had people shooting against each other at the same time. Um, and our course of fire, it was all movement. You had, three ta targets uh two-thirds a nice plug there nice <laughs> plug and it, <laughs> you started seating seated you stood up you had three targets all maybe spread out all 
about 20, 25 feet deep. Um, and there was a plate rack at the end. So you had to, and you'd have to shoot on the move, but the, most of the fastest people either, well, unless you're Paul, most of the fastest people were the best ones that were moving and shooting. So, you know, no, this isn't basic stuff. This is, you know, some fairly advanced, uh, moving movement and shooting and stuff. And, um, you know, you mean Dusty had talked beforehand. We're like, man, you know, we really got to have our, our heads on a swivel today. You know, you know, we got to be good ROs. We got to really be paying attention if we see anything that we think might be dangerous. Uh, you know, like even remotely dangerous that we need to we need to address it. And we didn't need to address anything all day. Uh, yeah, so I, I couldn't have been I could have been happier with how things went. And it, um, yeah. So how about you? What do you think? So I went into the Ohio range day and I, I hope this doesn't come across as an offense. I came in with pretty low expectations just because of my experiences of previous first events. Not that I thought it was going to crash and burn or whatever, but I, I typically just come in with the realization that when you plan something for the first time, typically things don't go as you planned. I mean, that's just kind of life. Um, but <clears throat> I was pleasantly surprised. Everything was organized. Um, everything flowed pretty well and we had plenty of help getting everything set up. So with our company, with TA targets, the, the main goal was let's get steel into every bay and each, you know, there are many companies spread out in these five bays um, and each bay had our steel set up and we had different targets set up for different people. And it was just to kind of showcase what our targets can take. And I love opportunities to do that because it really shows people that, TA targets is not just using the same steel as this company over here and it can take close range abuse because some of these guys were shooting, you know, closer than we would recommend just because of range limitations and distance limitations at the range. Um, I know that I walked up to one of the companies, I forget which one. And I was asking each company, what kind of ammunition are you shooting with five, five, six? And that's extremely important because five, five, six is one of the most brutal calibers on steel. And I always am checking to make sure people aren't shooting green tip. And the one company was, um, they kind of hung their head a little bit and they're like, Oh, all we brought was green tip. I was like, okay, well <laughs> just, we're going to put this out at 50 yards and you know, we'll show you what these plates can take. And now at the end of the day, after getting hammered the entire day, even with green tip ammunition, that plate looked fantastic. And it was actually one that somebody else bought. It didn't have any craters, anything crazy going on. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's a testament. It's an opportunity to show people. And then for me, I was super excited because I wanted to get content and I'm always hungry for opportunities to get content. And this time was a little unique because I, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. I brought my buddy Ridge um, who has his own photography page, Ridge Hostetter photography. And I grew up with Ridge, um, since we were young and, ever since he's gotten into photography, we've kind of, our paths have kind of collided a little bit here. So I, I wanted to bring him along to handle all the photos so that I could focus on video. And it's kind of difficult from a content creation standpoint to do both. Yeah. I mean, you really can, but it's one of those things where the opportunities present themselves and you have to have the equipment ready. And there were so many times at events like this where I was, in a, in a situation where it's like, Oh crap, I wish I had the gimbal because that's a really awesome drill. But all I had was my camera. 
So it, it was cool to kind of tag team that and, um, and get that stuff out. And, and you've seen Ridge's photos kind of trickling out and there's going to be a lot more. I'm sure that he's going to post. So I'm, I'm very pleased with how that went. I've got lots of content from him for the photos. I've got videos that I'm going to be working through. And I told you before we started recording, I have over 300 videos from that day. Um, it's insane. It's like, I want to say probably 140 gigs worth of, worth of data. I mean, obviously as you trickle through all that and as I start, yeah, you weed it down, it'll be, you're going to, I'm going to weed out probably 10% of the videos that either the gim cause it was hot. I mean, the gimbal starts acting funky with a heavy camera after running it for a few hours. So I don't know. All in all, I was very pleased with the event. I like that. It was really close to Pennsylvania. It wasn't a bad, bad drive. That's probably like four hours for you or so. Um, about six. Six hour drive or so. Yeah. Yeah, because it takes us almost four to get across Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, but we, you know, they had it on the way out on Friday, we just left early in the morning. We connected with Paul. And that was, you know, ORD was great, but this was the first time I met Paul in yeah. person. Um, and for those of you listening, Paul is Black Iron Gunner. We had him on the podcast a couple of weeks back, probably a couple of months back at this point. But I had the opportunity to shoot with him on Friday and that was just great. Got to hang out and we spent the night over at his place. So yeah, it was, it was good. I all around. Yeah, I was, a lot of I, was, fun. I was glad that you and Paul got to, I was, I was glad that you and Paul got to spend some time together. I know that you guys, you guys have been working together for a long time. Yeah, but you probably, never really met before. Probably a, over a year at least. It, it might've even been a year and a half now that Paul landed on our radar. He had bought some of our targets and then we, we brought him on board to help us spread the word about TA targets. And, uh, yeah, it's, so it's funny. It, that's the irony of the social media world is you, you get to know people so well and you text back and forth and you're talking all the time and you might be 10 States away, but you've never met the person. But then the cool part is when you do meet the person, it's like, you're already friends. You get, you're already past the awkward, you know, new friendship feelings and you know what i'm talking about yeah I mean, it felt natural right away besides your natural awkwardness you know sometimes i do get weird <laughs> i'm okay with that so uh you know one of the the one of the things i was nervous about going into it is is i'm putting my product into people's pockets who who have never used it before. And I knew there's going to be a lot of them there. And probably even some of them had never even heard of the product before. Um, so to throw this product in, in their pockets and exp- and then push them out on a range and, and expect them or, or, you know, expect everything to go well. I was, I, I was a little nervous about, but um, I was continually blown away at, how well everything went and you know especially 90 percent of the people there are sh- are shooting glocks and glock mags don't hold quite as well as an all-metal mag for the obvious reasons because glock mags are are polymer coated steel so there's you know a little something there but like everybody was you know was just doing awesome with it and uh it, it was kind of a nice 
it was a nice pat on the back. I'm not going to lie. Cause I continually had people, um, you know, giving me the testimonies of how it, you know, from people who, who had been using EMX for a while were giving me the testimonies on how it's completely changed how they carry and they, and they either never carried a mag before and now they do. And, and it's, and it's so easy or, um, or, or they used to do a sidecar type of, of holster, but, um, but they love just the comfort of, of not doing that and using the Neomag. And I don't know, just like, like I, I heard stuff all day long from people who, who were longtime users to fairly new users to that was the first time that they'd ever used it. And, and I, I never really heard anything negative all day. And, and I had another guy message me last night on Instagram saying, and he kind of said the same thing and just, just out of the blue, he's, you know, he started telling me just about how, um, you know, for him, it was, it was amazing to watch all these people come through the bay and not have any complaints or, or anything. And, um, but most of all for me, you know, you know, besides getting the product to people's hands and, and selling some stuff, then number one thing for me was making connections with, with people and, um, and it's only been a couple of days since, since I already ended. And there's probably like 10 guys that I've been, I've been messaging with that, that we just, that we're just kind of spitballing back and forth a lot. And, and we're not even necessarily talking about gun stuff anymore. And it's those type of friendships and relationships and, and stuff that that really add the most value to me. There's value in me getting my product out there, but uh, even more so is the value of of creating those relationships. And that's kind of the whole idea with the event, anyway. So I thought that was done well. Yeah, I was gonna say I I've noticed. Well, first thing I wanted to respond to, I think one of the guys that said it at least when I, when I was around and that I heard him clearly say, I think it was Sam, his Instagram handle, Sam pitchfork. Mm -hmm. I think it was him. So I apologize <laughs> if it wasn't, but I believe he was one of the guys that was playing with it in his pocket and then was like, Oh, Oh, I got it. You know what I mean? After using the Neomag, I heard so many people making statements like that makes sense. Now right. they might've seen your product and heard of it, but, now they've got their hands on it and, and dropped it into their pocket. It disappeared. You can't see really the profile of the magazine. And I heard many people saying that, you know, comments like that. So yes, that, that feels awesome when, when people recognize the product and finally after getting their hands on it, they're saying, okay, this makes sense now. Now we had a similar reaction with the steel, right? We had at any given time, a bunch of our ambassadors, our influencers were there I don't even like really calling them influencers anymore because they're such close friends to me, but they would be hanging around our little pop-up tent that we had. And we had a couple products just sitting there and people would be coming up asking questions and I'd start responding, but our friends, our influencers would take over and just start talking about our products. I'm like, cool, well, I'm going to go over here to the Neomag booth and just <laughs> make videos. <laughs> you guys got this. And I, I had the same response, you know, tons of people like, man, I get why you guys are doing what you're doing. And I had tons of people come up to me and say, your stuff's expensive. And it always turned me off and I see it now. And it just, it was cool because 
these are people that are active in the community. They are on Instagram. They are spreading the word about other products they're using already and to get recognition like that. And, you know, at the end of the day, we had probably 20 targets out on this range on all the five bays and we sold almost every single one. Like the, the goal for me wasn't to go there and sell the range demo targets, but the response as people were you know wrapping up for the, for the day was insane all throughout the day at toward afternoon and on people were like, I, I need to buy that range target. What are you guys doing? Um, so yeah, it, it was really neat. And I also think it was a new opportunity for me to meet other people who are going to uh, eventually we're going to have relationships with, with TA targets from an influencer standpoint, just kind of co-branding together. So it, it was a very, I think a fruitful experience. I think yeah, absolutely. And it, I think even more so than what I think I even expected and I helped put the thing together and I feel like I got, even more out of it than what I, what I was expecting. So one of the thoughts that I had just as we're both kind of talking about our experiences of, of getting our products in people's hands and in front of people and people get it. And this is, this is kind of going a little off topic, but that's kind of how our conversations usually go. So how do we, how do we continually do that when we have like internet based businesses? Um, you know, how do we better portray and explain and show our product to people through a picture and video? Um, just on a daily, weekly, yearly basis, because obviously if we get a group of 50 people and, and, half of them there get it and make a purchase man can you imagine if we could get half the people that we come in contact with on social media to to get it so you know, i think one of the things i i'm i've been thinking about is just you know how do i how do i better tell the story about about my product and and uh and get and try to get people to get it yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of look at it like you're, you know, every, every one of our customers that we come in contact, you know, their, their life is a story and our, somehow we're trying to fit into that story with our product. And I think, and this is just what I've learned so far, the times that we impact others and we're, you know, we're telling the story of our company and the products and how they fit into everybody else's lives and how it solves problems that they're experiencing, whether it's, you want to become better trained. You want to become a better marksman, better protector. Um, I think we tell part of that story, but then I think when we connect with all these people, like we did here at this event, when we're posting, the story is going is going to gain authenticity. And I've noticed that over the last four years, that as I start talking about you know our products, because I neither one of us like to be super pushy with sales, but at the same time, I, I mean it's kind of our job. Um, but I've noticed, you know, I put up a post recently where I said, steel is steel. And it was just a little quote post and it had a question mark. It was essentially asking the question, steel is steel. You know, is, is that true? And we got tons of comments on that. Then every one of those comments tells the story that, you know, TA targets is doing something different. And I think 
and obviously we can't always go to these events and have one every week or something like that. But I think it's, I think it's true to say that those events and the people are all impacted and they go out to their circles and they'll impact further people. And it's, it's just this trickle down effect. And that's, that's the way I see it. Yeah. And I'm sure you, I'm sure you agree with that. And that yeah. now doesn't fully answer the question, but yeah. It, it, well, cause I definitely, I've seen over and over again, and this is where I really, I really see the power and the importance in, I'm using my quotey fingers here, influencers, because I've seen over and over again, um, customers like, you know, I'm not going to call them influencers because they might not have that, that title or that follower base where they would get that title. But I've seen over and over again, people, and I had a handful of people on Saturday tell me, as soon as I saw so-and-so use it, I was sold. Yeah. As soon as I saw so-and-so swear by it, then, you know, then I was sold. So that, I, I, man, I, I, I really see the power in it. I think more product gets sold because people's friends or, or people's buddies tell them than they, then products get sold through commercials. Yeah. And, 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 but even more so, I think product, get sold and people get it when they get to get hands on. I, I, th- I think that's probably even, even a tear up from seeing their buddy use it. So it's just, you know, I got to thinking, I'm like, man, we need to get a event like this once a month because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I want to get it just, it went so well and we had so much fun and so many people got it that day. And if I go on social media and I say, and I tell people this, like, man, over and over again, which, which by the way, this, this is a video idea that I've, that I've been thinking about making from the content from ORD is, you know, like his voiceover type of thing. Like these, these people came out here either skeptical or never used it before. And they walked away with one in their pocket. Um, the, you know, as soon as they got their hands on it, they got it. I can tell people that. And people can see that those people did that, but those people still aren't going to buy in until they get their hands on it. And so that's, that's just a tough part. Um, you know, you know, about like a mostly internet based business. I, I do have a bunch of dealers around the country, but it's still like a drop in the bucket of total dealers around the country. But uh, yeah, I, it, that's just something I'm going to be thinking a lot about, you know, as I'm creating content, from ORD, which we didn't get a ton because me and Dusty were nonstop all day long of trying to run our booth. Um, I think I got out of my booth maybe a total of 20 minutes all day, like besides time to eat, like yeah. to actually kind of go and, and try to see what else was going on. Um, and the whole time we were in our booth, I didn't, I wasn't really, but I, I really couldn't have a camera in my hand. So I'm depending on people like you to send me content. But anyway, um, yeah. And that was one of the things, and we talked about it before we jumped on the podcast was, you know, I kind of wish, and maybe, and it might be something next year was that, you know, we'd have a TA targets booth that featured our products and, you know, we could run our own course fire. But then I, you know, as you're talking and I'm thinking about it, it's like, you know, there was something nice about just having our product everywhere 
and then I'm not tied to a single location, you know, orchestrating drills and I was free to go gather content because yep. honestly, that's what I see most of my future. Like when I look forward and I forecast, what's my role at TA targets? What am I doing? Um, it's, it's not office stuff. It's not, you know, the, the day to day, the other stuff that I get into it's, it's content, man. I just see myself in a role of, of being able to travel and video edit and do photography and help, you know, dream the bigger picture of TA targets. So that's where I'm, I'm most comfortable is honestly anymore with a camera in my hand. And it, it was cool to be free to do that. And, uh, most of the other shows we've gone to over the, the years, I was just, I was tied to a booth and don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I can relate with people. I, I feel like I do a pretty good job of, of doing that and, and, uh, helping show people the story of, of what's going on at TA targets. And you know, I like doing that too. I like relating to people and conversing, but I also like to create the things, the content and the photos that tell the story of what the event was. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to, show everybody, you know, what, what I'm cooking up because I think people are really going to like it. But, uh, yeah. Yes. You know, I've been, I've been thinking, you know, what could I have done differently or better? What would I want to do next year to accomplish those things? I think I could have done better this year. And I go back and forth between, Oh, I should bring somebody else to run the base. So that way I can float around. But I also, think it's probably more important for for the people coming through our bay to see me being there running the bay you know yeah, to you, I you would know, agree you know to be face to face with the owner be face to face with the person that they see on social media it's probably more important for me to you know you know to be there so maybe it'd be better for me to bring somebody just to shadow us and and be my film guy or or something so so uh, that the uh sorry to jump in but i it made me think of something probably five times people told me you're a lot taller than i thought you would be from social <laughs> media so did you did you have anything funny that somebody said you know about you know because you you mentioned that people get to see who they see on social media did you have anything funny like that said to you i don't think i don't think i did really i was probably I was, uglier i was probably uglier than people yeah, thought was, so they they probably don't want to say anything <laughs> Well, you know, it kind of made me a little self-conscious. I was like, I was, I was thinking, okay, so what, why would people think that I'm, I'm short? Because people That's thought funny. I was short and I'm almost six feet tall. So by no means am I like super tall. So you're tall. not tall, but you're not short either. Yeah. Right. I'm you're just like right way. in the middle. But then I started looking at the videos and I was like, you know what? I can see it because all you ever see is me running around a VTAC barricade. I'm not usually shooting around other people because I'm kind of doing my own self-made videos. So I get it, but I just wanted to clarify that guys. I'm not, I'm not like four foot nine. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> like, wow, the camera really does add 10 pounds. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> what, what stood out? I mean, as far as comments, what was the most profound thing or is there something else that occurred that was super profound to you? I just, there were, I think there were like two different people <clears throat> that, that, that really, they took the time and they looked me in the eyes and told me how my product has, has changed 
their lives has changed how they carry. Um, they, you know, I think one of the guys said, you know, he was, he was skeptical and, and thought it was going to be, it was going to be a gimmick product and, and stuff, but, but said as he couldn't have been more wrong. It just hearing, hearing that stuff, just, it just more validates like all the time and effort and blood and sweat and tears. Yeah. That, 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 that I put into this. And so to hear, hear that stuff from people and see, and see so many people come through the Bay and, and have a good time and not really have anything negative to say or anything. just, um, I'm not saying that, that, that people didn't have negative things to say. They probably don't want to say it to me. My face, they were, but, they were scared because you're actually way buffer than they really Yeah, are. I'm pretty jacked in person. <laughs> I, um, yeah, but I, I just think that stuff, um, it, it just really made me, made me feel good. Um, you know, for all the trolls you deal with online, when when you get to see people face to face and hear good things face to face, it just uh, it just makes it makes a guy feel good. Yeah, that's the man. That's the great summary. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it any better. Um, I I would say that overall the show was fantastic, and I I think. I think that we're going to be seeing content rolling out for, for weeks to come. I know I have an insane amount of stuff to go through. Oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you is this was probably the first time showing it off. How did people react to the gladiator? Oh man, the Jeep got a ton. In fact, I've, I've probably seen just as much, if not more content coming from people of pictures with the, and videos with the, with the Jeep. Yeah. Um, I, dude, I didn't even tell you yet, but I shot a B-roll video sweet. of that Jeep. So you will see that soon. That's awesome. And it was fun. So the pavilion that we ate in, it's probably at least a couple hundred yards away. It's not, not more than a couple hundred yards away from where we, where we were all shooting. Um, and actually, if you were down like on the other end in Rick's Bay, it was probably at least a quarter mile away i'm guessing so yeah um you know so i i I would drive around with my jeep because i had the it was beautiful day so i had the doors off the top off uh the tunnel cover rolled back and i'd drive around and just and people would just hop in the jeep on the jeep i I had that thing loaded up we probably had 20 people on that thing i was like hey those 35s are gonna rub (laughs) and and it was just that was so much fun you know like i had the music music bumping and we're rolling around with you know a bunch of guys hanging out on my jeep and and uh it, i mean heck when, when i rolled in there first thing that morning like it was like record scratch stop you know like everybody stopped and was looking at it and um which is cool because that's it's one of the reasons why i got it and why i did the decal job on it make it look cool and stuff so it's just yeah. you know it, it's a marketing thing really so uh, you know, to see people, because a bunch of guys too, but and a bunch of guys that are car guys and truck guys. So, um, just it was, it was, yeah, that was pretty fun too. I, I, you know, that Jeep's my, it's kind of my baby, and I'm having fun with it. And so it was fun to see other guys enjoy it too. And I've seen a lot of posts. I had a couple of guys just post pictures of the Jeep 
on the social media and yeah. you know so yeah yeah that was pretty cool dude i can't wait to get my jeep done yeah we gotta do I, that i'm i'm just like oh you gotta do that honestly i i uh i'm gonna be heading down to a local auto auto body shop either today or tomorrow just to get a quote for like what is it i'm gonna take it there and drop it off and let it in their hands and say hey make this thing perfect and then we'll decal it up or something and uh and make it something subtle like what you did i don't yeah. really want to be driving around in a, a complete billboard but yep you know I, I look at stuff like that and in our community we've got a tactical community we've got people who love jacked up toyotas and jeeps and and things like that and first impressions mean a lot Every time you pull into a parking lot, every time I pull into a parking lot at a police department or a range or anything, my Jeep is the first thing they're going to see. So, I mean, that's a topic we can cover another day, but, you know, seeing people's reaction to your, to your gladiator, um, was, was pretty cool. And I, no doubt, I know if I would have driven the Jeep, people would have been like, man, that's a cool Jeep. And I would have been asked answering questions and all, but some, yeah. there's something about a company showing up in a nice vehicle mm -hmm. that has the company branding. Um, it, it completes this whole picture, you know? Yeah. Well, and you know, some of these companies have, you know, had, had some nice banner work and stuff. And I brought a big banner that, that I stapled up on our, on our, on our little place that we were at, but you know, I parked that Jeep proudly out front and that was, and that was kind of the eye catcher for our booth was the, was the Jeep parked out front even more so than the giant banner that I had, I'd hang it up. Maybe next year we'll have a, TA Target slash Keystone Carry Jeep sitting out front. I think you guys need a Hummer. Uh, you know, we, we actually, Ethan and I talked about getting one of the six by six, five yeah. ton military yeah. trucks, but I do not want to drive that thing like six hours. No. Suck. For sure. 50 miles an hour. Like, so no. if, you, if, if you were to be critical of the day, let's be critics. Um, what? Yeah, just be critical. Like, what? Of the event what's your thoughts um i would just i don't know if i'm being super critical and i'm, I'm kind of reaching out here because overall again i said it i was, was very pleased with the day um, i would say somehow a little bit better organization around getting people to the company booths i feel like as the day went on it got better but I know you guys experienced that as well. I heard you guys mention a couple of times, Hey, we've got two people. We're supposed to have five. Like where are those other couple people? Yeah. Um, so the, there was definitely a little bit of organizational collapse off and on with that. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm reaching out and being very critical of that. Um, and I think like the stuff that I saw on the flat range, the training um, was fairly basic you know it's stuff that i feel like everybody was comfortable with now yes you're going to learn stuff but the only reason i'm criticizing that and i, and I think the solution is time you know, i, I yep. just simply think that you're cramming whatever 25 30 shooters at a time into one range with just a handful of instructors um, and only four or five hours so there's only so much you're going to do um, so th those are the two say criticisms that i would throw out yeah and i'm gonna and i i'd have to agree with those now i, I didn't again <clears throat> i didn't get to get out of my booth 
long enough. Um, you know, like I didn't get to walk. So there was, there was like a, like a shoot house that they set up uh, some companies in. Um, my first thought when I saw that, which, which that the shoot house is like brand new, it's, it's beautiful. Um, when I saw that, I'm like, man, this is, this is super nice, but it's also super far away. Uh, not super far away. I mean, it was super far away from like Rick's Bay, but, but it, it was kind of far away from everything else. And I was, and my first thought was, I hope that, that these companies are going to be happy and that they're going to want to come back and that they're going to get traffic down here. Um, it would have been cool if there's some way to put those companies next to the food pavilion because we had more than enough time to eat and there was, and there was time to kill after everybody ate, ate. It would be cool to have the, it would be cool to have, have some companies right there. So when people were done eating, they could walk over and mingle through those companies and stuff. Um, now like you would have to just set up the pavilion, the, like your company tents next to it, uh, to the food pavilion. There wasn't really anywhere else to, to as nice as what that, that the shoe house was to set people up in. So, but you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just reaching here and I'm also being, being cautious for those other companies there. They might've had a, a great day and it might've been, I, I have no idea what, what traffic got down there. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure if, if you walked down that far, if there was a lot of traffic down there. You know, I really didn't. And I, I think that's a good, good criticism, I guess. Um, I know I saw people headed that direction for a while. I didn't realize what was set up down there. Now I was doing video, so I didn't really wander down there too much. Cause I wanted to get action shots of people shooting our targets. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I would say maybe I would think it'd be a fair assessment that some of the traffic got limited headed down there, but at the same time, the groups of shooters that were going to the company bays, they were working their way down through all the bays. So I'm sure they got a lot of attention down there. I know. I well, saw so the thing is though, is, is I don't think, I'm not sure. I, I could be completely wrong here, but I don't think that those companies, well, that the 1110 medical is down there. Okay. So here's what I was concerned about is, so each of the company bays, we had 45 minutes with a group of, of five to six guys. Well, it's supposed to be five to six guys. Um, and my concern was that those companies down there weren't included in that rotation time. And, and I'm probably wrong that they weren't, or and that they actually were included on that rotation time. So uh, it's maybe my concern is completely un, unfounded, but, uh, but then, I mean, honestly, like any of my other criticism, uh, in my other criticism, the answer is time. Like you said, it, like, I wish I could have had time to get out of my booth and go and, 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 and network with the other companies. I wish that there was more time to just be able to hang out and kind of BS with people. Um, you know, it, it's all time-based stuff. So we are definitely planning on next year it being a two-day event. And that's going to open up a ton more opportunity for vendors, for participants. You know, do we bring in more participants or just do the participants get to do more stuff? There's, you know, there's a lot of questions to ask and, and a lot of possibilities there. 
Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's always a balance of, that was the only other thing I wanted to add was the balance of time and cost and, and all of that stuff. Um, you know, cause if you make it a, I've seen other events go from a one day to two day to three day to four day. And the cost goes up per person up to this $1,500, $1,600 event. So there's a, there is a balance there, but I think it would probably be a while. And this is just my opinion. I think it probably is smart to make it a two day um, or at least have a, a half day on the second side. But I mean, if you're doing one and a half days, you might as well make it a, a two day thing. Yeah. Well, if you end it on Sunday, I feel like, oh, I feel like it's, it's, it's nice of you to end a, a, on a Sunday kind of earlier in the day so people can, get back to the jobs for families. Yeah. You know, you'll, you'll be able to fly out at a decent time <clears throat> or drive home and get home at a decent time on a, on a Sunday night or something. Um, yeah. I, I definitely, definitely walked away with a lot of, uh, it, a lot of positive experiences. And, and like I said, I have some things to think about and how I market and, and how do I try to better give people the exp- the experience with my product um, through social media that people get face to face. And I mean, the plain answer is you can't, but there's gotta be a way that I can do a better job than what I'm doing now in that. So that's kind of where my mind's going to be. That's the constant journey, you know, figuring out all of those, uh, those elusive answers. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, man, I, uh, I, we're at nine 30 right now. So I think we're probably getting toward the end. Is there anything else you wanted to add to this podcast? Um, not, not, not that I can really think of, I think, uh, you know, we have a idea for a subject next week. We haven't really done a subject based one in a while. And we're talking, we're, I think we might talk about patents next week. Oh yeah. Cause we both, we're both patent holders and I'm thinking about patenting something else and so just kind of got got my got my wheels spinning so um if i can think of somebody i feel like this would be a good subject to get get a third person in on that that knows a way around around the subject too just i just thought of that and spitballed it so i might regret saying that and then i'm gonna hold you to it and i'm gonna (laughs) kind of wipe my hands clean and be like oh it was greg's idea so it was greg's idea and he didn't follow through he didn't follow through, so guys, sorry to lay down. <laughs> but if you're listening to this and you have and you have any input or you have questions on on patents, uh, then let us know, and that'd be cool to actually. We should actually put a little more forethought into this sometimes, and actually know our topic ahead of time, so we can throw out a question at the end. Yeah, and maybe the following week have have questions from people. So there it is, guys. If you have any experience around patents and you're part of the the crew that has a patent in your name or you've worked for a company that you have experience with that, why don't you drop us a message? Yeah. Or if you if you have if you're thinking about patents or you have questions on on the process or anything, we've we've both been been through it. So Yes, we have. We're no experts, but we've been through it. So cool. All right, buddy. Well, let's, uh, let's get back to work. Yeah. And for everybody listening, you guys know already hit us up on the forging the journey podcast, Instagram, just type in forging the journey. You'll see that there. Um, hit up our company pages as well. You guys know the deal. 
Um, and feel free to email us at forgingthejourney at gmail.com. And since we're talking about Ohio Range Day, make sure you are looking out for content around that. Um, and if you see companies or other pages posting about the Ohio Range Day, give it a look, give it a like, share it, spread it around, and uh, yeah, do your part to help grow this community. If if you want to see more of that, search uh, the hashtag Ohio Range Day 2019 or ORD 2019, and it'll turn up a lot of content. I will say one of the cool things is uh, TriggerCon was going on at the same time, which is a pretty large event <clears throat> at this point. And maybe it's just the the social media algorithm that's that's showing me more ORD stuff, that, which that's, that's probably the case. But I've not I've seen way more ORD content than I have seen TriggerCon content. And I follow oh, yeah. a lot of people that, that, that were at that, that were at that. So again, it might be might be the algorithm, but um, it might not be. It might just be a lot more stuff coming out. Oh, I think, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. so. Cool, man. Well, we will catch up next week. And I hope you have a good rest of the week. And let's get back at it. All right, man. Take care. Cheers.